everybody. I'm very excited today. I'm talking to my dad. Hello, daddy. Hello, Christine. Can How are you today? Can I, call you, can I call you Nini? Yes, you can call me whatever. Hello, Nini. What are you doing? Mm, just hanging out, you know, it's, uh, during COVID-19 time, so don't go out too much anywhere. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What color are you feeling today? What color am I feeling? You know, I don't really feel colors. I'm sorry to say. And this was not on the list of questions you gave me. So, Well, yeah, because that just depends on the, the day of, the day. you know? Got yeah. It. So like, I don't know what that means. Well, like if you're like, like for bright example. Green. Bright green. Oh, okay. Why? How does that uh, match with your uh, mood? Well, it's, rained a little bit today but the grass is growing and some of the neighbors have some nice grass and so it's <laughs> turning green because <laughs> the grass in our backyard is non-existent yeah we're gonna have grass one of these days it's not not quite yet uh, maybe next spring right maybe no no be green. no we're gonna no i'm really um i'm ready i um so um, I don't know a lot to talk about all this for a long time, but, uh, but I'm, I'm ready to, I'm almost ready. Uh, Mr. Bailey, who is our neighbor from uh, behind us, said he would let me use his truck or he would probably drive it, but we'd get the truck and get some dirt and I would seed the back. So I'm going to probably do that pretty soon, except for we have a lot of rain lately and we got a little, that um, lake that forms when we get a lot of rain, it, it, is, it has formed. So uh, we'll play it by ear. That's very interesting. So diving into our questions, what is something you're most excited about right now? You know, I was thinking about this because you, you did send me some of these questions in advance, so full disclosure there. So I was thinking, you know, I'm not excited about anything and I really don't get <laughs> excited about anything very often. I was trying to think, what am I excited about? So I can't really think of anything I'm excited about, but I am interested in just to kind of see how this whole uh, COVID-19 thing plays out with uh, people opening up their areas and the financial markets and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm interested in that right now. So but that's about all you can really You don't think you get in. excited about anything? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm thinking excited. What is it? I mean, I mean, I look forward to things and I, I'm interested in things, but uh, excited, I just don't. I just couldn't think of what I, what I would be excited about. Mm, so interesting. If, if I but like, would we were you know, going? If, I can, if something hits me, I'll let you know. But I just can't think. I mean, the word excited, that means like, it's almost like when you're a kid and you know you're going to the amusement park. Right. You're excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, a, like if I was going to an amusement park now, I, I wouldn't be excited about it. So I would so, I haven't gone for many years, probably for that reason. So, That's so anyway, I just can't be excited. I can't even think of like if I was gonna, like if I was gonna go to the White House and meet the president. Not not saying this president. I'm just saying any time if you were saying, hey, you're gonna go meet the president of the United States in the White House. Yeah, maybe I'd be excited about that. That'd be kind of exciting. But other than that. I don't know okay. what else I can be excited about. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I, I think of excited as being like super special. And I just can't think of anything that that I that I am 
am excited about right now. Okay. I think that makes sense. We have high okay. standards. Well, okay. Just my <laughs> definition of the word, maybe. So. What is something you're most proud of? I am most proud of my daughters. And so I won't go a lot into it because nobody wants to hear about it. So I'm, I'm most proud about I have two great daughters and uh, yourself, your sister, and uh, you guys have um, turned into fine young women and work hard and you have good habits and yeah, I'm very proud of you. Um, that would be, so. that would be what I would say I'm most proud of. Hmm, thank you. Part of that's luck, you know, you could get a devil <laughs> child, so, but yeah, that's true. We, we, we didn't get two devil children, so uh, we got lucky. So. <laughs> We're watching a TV show called The Outer Banks, and all of the parents are like, either murderers or like drug addicts or alcoholics and it is just uh it is a roller just, coaster just, just just regular suburbia right it really is <laughs> except for maybe the murder part hopefully yeah and then we just oh. finished a show called dead to me which is like suburbia of like la and it's like the same kind of thing and you're just like does this happen in real life and i just didn't know <laughs> Crazy. It's getting, it's getting by me if it's happening around here, but you know. <laughs> um, what do you think is one of your happiest or most treasured memories? Hmm. So I was wondering about thinking about this, and I think it always comes back to probably the day I had my wedding vows. And uh it was kind of interesting because I would I'm usually kind of a person, especially when I was younger, that didn't like get up in front of crowds and stuff that much they think it'd be nervous, but it really, it was really weird how I was not nervous. It was just kind of a fun time and uh, just enjoyed it at the moment. That's probably one of the happiest moments of my life. Why do you think you weren't nervous? I don't know. It was probably just, uh, it was probably time to get married. <laughs> it was just, you know, it felt comfortable. wasn't nervous about that part. So that probably makes a big difference. If you're nervous about getting married, then you probably shouldn't get married, but so it was, it was just kind of weird. Um, yeah. So that was, was that like your wedding vows, like at the church, like during the ceremony? Yeah. 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 yeah the actual time when you're up there. So cool. yeah, the other part, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really, I wasn't really nervous at all during any of that time, which, you know, some people, um, even people who aren't nervous in other um, things, sometimes maybe we get nervous at getting married, but. Do you remember what you said? My vows? Yeah. Um, no. It's not a vivid, it's not a vivid memory. It's a general memory. A general feeling. Yeah, I don't remember vivid, I don't vividly remember anything anymore. So that's uh, <laughs> just normal age, I think. So but but no Wonder, that's, what I, that's what I would say. Do you know if there's a like does Uncle Jack have the video of that? Of our wedding? Yeah. We have a lot of pictures. I don't know if we have video of our wedding. We probably. Well, I've seen. We, I've I'm seen sure video. I've seen video of like the after party, or like yeah. the, the party. The but <clears throat> yeah. yeah. The point yeah. of having a um, wedding. <laughs> yes. Well, one of the points. <laughs> that that day point. So, uh, but uh, 
Yeah, you know, it's there's probably I don't know about the actual ceremony. I don't know if you really could get the video in churches back then. Maybe you could, but I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. You ever interview your mom after that question? I will. She named that your she named the wedding day as one of her happiest memories. One of them? What else? Yeah. <laughs> well, when Mary and I were born. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah, and I use you for the daughter question. Proud of yeah. Them, so yeah, I was gonna, you know, I was gonna say, what what was my happiest moment? I was gonna say, um, when when Mary was born, because it was like started a new year. She was our our little gift to begin the new year. So um, happiest me- memory could be when Mary was born. <laughs> but I was thinking. And you that. decided not to say that. <laughs> I decided not to say that. Nah, that was, was, was a joke. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, if you could be cast in any TV show, what would it be? Um, so, so I look at it, I have no desire to be on TV <laughs> whatsoever. I mean, I, and I cannot even think of like what would be cool to be on TV because I wouldn't want to do it. So, um, I just I have no desire to be on TV. I made well, a great, if I was at a baseball game and like somebody had a really hard line driver home run and I caught it like with one hand and I was holding my beer in the other and it didn't spill, that would be a TV show. It would be okay to be on. But other than that, I couldn't think of anything that would be appealing to me to be on TV. Kind of like that guy last year who like caught the ball in his chest, like, and that didn't spill his beers and then got like tickets to the rest of the World Series games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what that. it's good to be on TV. Okay. So, yeah. Well, what TV show would you like to work on? <laughs> or like, what's your favorite show? show? I think it's really long, bad hours. It seems like they, you know, they're working there until 10 or 11 o'clock at night. They start at 7 in the morning. I don't want to have anything to do with that. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> so you're asking um, me what's my favorite TV show. I mean, that's a whole different question. But um, well, what is your favorite TV show? So uh, I like there's I like some different TV shows um, over the years. One of them, uh, your mom and I used to watch, was Homicide: Life on the Streets. And I think we could. I don't think we could record it, so you kind of had to go see it. You know, back then you had to go to. Sh- TV went, uh, shows when they were playing because there's no VCRs and stuff. Anyway, um, Homicide Life on the Street was um, one of our favorites and it was written by like, the same guy who wrote The Wire and they're both about Baltimore uh, police uh, departments, I think. So that's where his expertise came in. So, um, but you never see Homicide Life on the Street like streaming on Netflix or anything. And so uh, Mom Googled it the other day and it came up with that um, there's like four or five shows that don't get streamed. And one of them was like some show I never heard of. It was like one season. And they named about five shows. And one of them was Homicide Life and Street. Didn't really give a reason why it wasn't streaming. But um, so, uh, so anyway, um, I like that. I like Breaking Bad. Um, that was a series I liked. I watched uh, Seinfeld when it came out. Kind of same deal. I couldn't record it. So I watched Seinfeld. Um, and uh, I don't know. Those are some of my favorite shows, I guess. Yeah. But I like watching TV shows. So I have a lot of shows that they're, they're okay. That's a bummer about Homicide Life on the Streets, though. But did you, is Andre Brower in that? Did you yep, say yeah. you like, 
okay because he's in you know brooklyn 99 which is my recent yeah. most favorite show but the yeah. other so he's really good in that i think that um you guys should watch it but the other interesting thing is um so mama said the west wing and okay i don't know like so I think just Andy Samberg in general has the connections to be able to literally get whoever he wants to be on his show. And um, so his dad is played by uh, Josh Lyman. What is his name in real life? Uh, Bradley Whitford, you know, from West Wing. And then, um, okay. And then his, like partners like police partners dad is played by jimmy schmitz from the west wing and so then like there's a couple scenes where like they're all together and i just like i think it's so cool (laughs) because i'm like wow like some of the best shows are coming together yeah and then you've got like the cameos by like everyone that's ever been on snl and so but i think it's that's good but like they said that um, this was Andre Brower's like first time doing comedy, and so it's very different from his previous roles. But he's also like, yeah, so I kind of feel like probably. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just I feel like he's like kind of the same character in a lot of things that he does. I don't know. That's just the vibe I get. But what were you gonna say? Yeah. So when I, so when we saw him, he was like. He was probably one of the, he was probably the star, one of the top stars of that show. They had some other sh- people, Ned Beatty, who was in a movie, in a lot of movies, was like character actor, but he, people would know him as he, he maybe was probably got paid more on the show just because he was a famous actor, but I don't know that for sure. But anyway, um, so uh, Andre Brower was mad. And that's the first time we'd ever seen him, but he was great in that show. Uh, he's a, just a detective. So. Yeah, maybe once the libraries are open, I'll have to go rent the seasons yeah yeah i actually i actually have those and i gotta find out where they are they're in one of my boxes but um i have the seasons of it so uh um, and i and i haven't seen it for so long and it'd be good to see again because i don't really remember uh individual episodes or anything mm-hmm. so Maybe we watched that show we watched that show and mom had a uh, a convention in baltimore and so the I think a lot of, I don't know, a lot of the show was filmed in Baltimore, but at the police station where they were was filmed in Baltimore. And so I went and took you in a stroller during lunch one time, and I was going through some really nasty neighborhoods. And I'm sure I didn't really tell your mom about all that because she was a nasty. But, uh, so, uh, but I did see the, the station where it was at, and then I ran back. So you were pretty young. So. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Okay, um, the question I've been looking forward to asking you the most is what five people, dead or alive, would you invite to have dinner? Yeah, so that's a, that's a hard one, because uh, when you sent the questions, that was one of them, and so I was trying to think of, first of all, that's kind of limited to me too, you know, it's like, I don't know who I want to have dinner with, necessarily. it would be <laughs> super interesting, but, because I eat really fast, and it would be a very short conversation, but uh but so I was, but I was thinking about it. So there's a few that I came up with. So um, one of them would be um, Richard J. Daly, who was mayor of Chicago. Um, it's it's R- Mayor Richard Daly is in your lifetime, but his um, his dad was Richard J. Daly, and he was the mayor in Chicago 
um, during like a real intriguing time in Chicago and in the country is kind of when they were having the assassinations. And I think daily, and I'm assuming at this dinner, these guys are gonna pull their guts and say everything they know because I'm sure this guy never admitted some of this stuff to anybody. But um, I, I believe he knew, I don't know that if he was in the mob, but I, I bet he knew who was in the mob, who had the power, because the mob was pretty prevalent in Chicago, I think then. And the Kennedys, um, you know, um, he was involved in the Democratic um, Party when President Kennedy got elected, but I'm not sure they got along. But um, but he was, if he just knew all the stuff that was going on back then, um, as far as, you know, who shot Kennedy and who didn't like Kennedy and all that kind of stuff. And then what was going on in Chicago and during the riots for the Democratic National Convention. Um, I mean, he just... Uh, he probably knows so much stuff about what was going on in the country and Chicago in that uh, late late sixties time, especially that he would probably um, he'd be interesting for a few minutes. <laughs> that would be interesting to know. I feel like you'd come out of that being like, "Hmm, I know the secrets yeah. now." Yeah, yeah, you know the Kennedy's assassination. I bet he knows about that stuff. So. Um, and like I say, I don't know what side he was on all this. I don't think he got along with the Kennedys great, but I'm not 100% sure of that. So, um, yeah, so that would be, he'd be somebody who would give you kind of a, a historical part of what was going on. Plus, he was a big White Sox fan. So, uh, talk yes. to him about the White Sox because he lived in Bridgeport, and that was like kind of the thing is the Dailies lived in Bridgeport, which was in the White Sox neighborhood. And so, um, so he was a big Chicago White Sox fan. So not that there's that much to know about that time. But 59, he probably was a normal sized person. I was just born, but he was probably someone who would know about the, uh, when they won the World Series in 19, or went to the World Series, I guess they didn't win. They lost to the Dodgers. <laughs> in 1959, get carried away that I was just born. I was like one month old. I don't remember. So you don't remember. But, yeah. Yeah. So, so he would be a, a person I would think would be interesting. Um, another person I think would be interesting would be um, Ronald Reagan. And Ronald Reagan, um, he was in pre a pretty interesting time too. So I don't know that you know that much about Ronald Reagan, but um, so Ronald Reagan, of course, was a president of us. And so he was, and so some people say like he was a great president. When he was president, people didn't really say the whole time. You know, I think at the end, I think things kind of fell pretty good. And, um, and he put in some good financial things, plus he helped. So, so the thing about Ronald Reagan is not only was he um, president of the United States right during the 80s, like from 81 to 89 or something like that. Um, but he also before then was a movie star. And uh, he was... Uh, um, I don't know if he was a great actor in a lot of movies and stuff. Every once in a while, you'll see a movie that has Ronald Reagan. You say, oh, there's Ronald Reagan. But I don't know if he was considered a great, I don't know that he won Academy Awards or anything. But, um, but he was the president of the Screen Actors Guild um, and um, for two different times, I think. And so he would know, he would be one of those people that you could find out what was going on in the, all the 80s. He helped bring down the Berlin Wall and all that stuff, but um, 
he would know everything that was, which is kind of, I don't know if you want to know what was going on in the eighties, but that's kind of when I grew up. So that would be interesting to me, but he would also know about Hollywood and all that stuff. And he was a governor of California before he was president. So, um, so like he, in California, he was, um, he probably knows all the, um, the Hollywood stuff. So if you ever want to know anything about Hollywood, um, he probably would be like the perfect person to talk to back in those days. So, uh, that he would be, be interesting. Interesting. Yeah. He also was, he also, one thing I would be interested, he was a second term president that I think did a lot of stuff in his second term. And so I always, in my mind, I thought that um, being a second term president, you don't have to worry about spending all your time being popular and getting reelected. So um, you could be, you could be effective. I voted for Barack Obama because of that for his second term. And, uh, I don't think he was that effective, but so I don't know if it always works. But I think Reagan was pretty. He put in some things that he, he, uh, you know, believed was good in the second, and he probably had better uh, support from Congress or whatever. I think that was easier to negotiate stuff back in those days. So yeah. anyway, uh, he would he would be interesting to me for both of those things. Uh, so because um, he would know about the Hollywood part, and you'll learn about all the, you know, all the old movie stars and everything and probably has some good stories so plus he mm -hmm. seems like kind of probably a pretty good speaker but so far i don't know if richard j daly was a good speaker but ronald <laughs> will be talking but <laughs> another guy so you know you try to figure out here are they going to be talking to each other um yeah so <laughs> or are they just going to be talking to what you know who knows so uh so another person that i would i would be interested in because just because it's kind of what I what I get interested in is um, Warren Buffett, who's considered probably one of the greatest investors of our time. And mm -hmm. so, to me, I am intrigued by, you know, how he kind of built up his little um, wherever he started. I don't know. He started. He's in the, from Omaha, so he started some little thing in Omaha and ended up, you know, owning all these companies and stuff just from investing. I think mostly. So, to me, and and I so I see him on TV too. Um, I think about quarterlies on uh, CNBC when his, his quarterly report comes out. He even does a, like a whole morning interview or something. And he actually did it from like an empty boardroom this time. But uh, <laughs> that I always find him very interesting. So, um, so he would be a, somebody that maybe I can pull off to the side while these other people are talking. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. That would be good. Yeah. So okay, two more. Yeah, you know, one person is uh, I'm a friend of mine, Pete Gundelach. And so Pete has passed away, but Pete was somebody that I kind of worked kind of with um, when I worked for uh, the laundries back when I started with Royal Laundry. And so he, I started managing and doing startups in different hospitals that had laundries. So I don't want to get into all that. But anyway, Pete kind of took over for me as plant manager. So we never really like worked. We never reported to each other, but we always like knew each other and stuff. So um so, but he was a guy that he uh, ended up working at Disney World's laundry, and he stayed in laundry business. And then, uh, and he'd be a guy that I would see maybe three, maybe every three or five years. But it was like one of those people that you just like it's like you saw him five minutes ago. You know, everything mm -hmm. is like, you know, hey, what's going on? You know, you just you're just good friends with him. So he would, and he's very interesting. He's from Germany, um, and he, uh, his mom and dad ran a dry cleaning shop and so 
dry cleaners, which I don't think you can use anymore, but dry cleaners ha have a chemical called PERC, like it used to be. I don't know. I don't go into dry cleaners very often, but it used to be when you go into a dry cleaner, you really could smell the PERC. Like when you go into a, a dry cleaner, a dry cleaner has smell, kind of like a hardware store has smell. I mean, it's like just you, you don't know what it is. If you're coming in, but it's like, oh, that smells like a dry cleaner. Well, it's PERC, which is a chemical that they wash with, which is not water because it's dry cleaning. So it's like an oily based thing. Anyway, it has this powerful smell and it's, it's kind of toxic. And um, his mom would take a big whiff of it every morning, kind of like, <laughs> and it would like get her going for the day. He goes, yeah, he's taking this big whiff of perk. So, uh, oh my gosh. But so, but so Pete, when he lived in Germany, I don't remember all the whole story, but um, there was a, um, and so they must have been working with the Germans or something like that. And so he knew some of the people who were soldiers and he met a guy who was from Woodstock, um, Illinois. And so when that guy went back home, he came over like a year or two later and worked with him um, as a woodworker, but he couldn't keep enough. Um, there was a couple of like big hotels in the area that he talked about how he had built bars for and stuff. Yeah. You know, he, it looks like he did good work with the people he worked with. It wasn't like his company, but he worked with them. So, but he couldn't, it wasn't enough business. So he ended up going back in the laundry because he knew it from when he was um, at the dry cleaners with his mom and dad. So that's kind of how I ended up knowing him. So, um, so he's very interesting though. I mean, he was there, he gave me a piece of the Berlin wall and they knocked down the Berlin wall. He, he went over there and got a piece of it. So, um, my stuff here and he gave it to you yeah me a chunk of the bird hey, you never there. showed me that oh i'll show it to you sometime it's around so, uh, yeah so uh that's that's uh that would that's be really person. cool yeah yeah so, so so he would be a great person to you know talk about you know and, and be and be involved in the conversation so looking for conversation so. Mm -hmm. and um and I, so the last person I was trying to think of different people. So I kind of came up with Larry King. So Larry King um, was, a talk, was a talk show host. And you, 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 do you know who Larry King is? Yes. Okay. So he's a talk show host. He, was, he had a, a show for a long time. And he was very big during the OJ trial because oh. um, it was, he was out of L.A., and so he'd get people on the show all the time who were like involved with the OJ trial. So, um, so it was like the go-to every night when you wanted to go see what was going on at the OJ trial, you watch Larry King. So, um, so when you watched him, he was kind of, a, um, um, he was kind of, you know, he's a talk show host and it's like, okay, Larry King is like, he, he was just, he was, he was interesting. He's a good talk. He was a good questioner and stuff, but um, he always had good topics, but you know, but so when I'm thinking about people for earlier, we, um, I went to, uh, um, they have these seminars where you get motivational speakers and you, and you go there, I don't know if they still do this, they probably won't do it so much anymore, but you'd go there and there'd be like um, five speakers for the day and they're all like um, business people would send their, their people there to get them all fired up and maybe get some ideas or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I went to one, um, my boss had tickets. He says, you want to go to this? Uh, um, and so out of the speakers, um, there was probably a couple business like leaders that you wouldn't maybe have heard of them. And then, I don't know, I, I can't remember who all the speakers were, 
but I remember the last one, I think, was, um, or the second to last one was Larry King. And he came out and he told the greatest stories and he was the funniest guy that I, I remember ever hearing. And so he like had a great talk about. It. So, so then, so he had a, a couple books that he, he wrote. And so I happened to read one of his books and he's like, he's like a great storyteller. He, he knows all the stuff. I don't know if I say he's in the middle of the OJ trial, but it's like, he's in LA. He knows all those, all those people, but he was um, from, originally and where's he from um was a big brooklyn oh um and so he uh was a big brooklyn dodger fan so now he moved out and um they you know he hated it when they moved brooklyn to the dodgers but now he's out there he's still a dodger fan and i don't know how what his health is like right now he's still alive but um when he's healthy um you can see a dodger stadium he's like in the first or second row behind home plate so mm-hmm. they're great tickets there so but um, um I don't see him all you know I don't watch Dodger games all the time but I you know I, I don't remember if I've seen him in the last year or two I think he was getting up there so he retired about seems like maybe 10 years ago I think he was getting up there then so he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's pretty old but um so he would be a like a great person to just have and they all know about stuff besides just their job you know what I mean so mm-hmm. they know about Hollywood or they know about um, the area or they know about the history or the mafia maybe or something. Like that. so <laughs> I think that's a very I feel like that would be a, a dinner that you wouldn't want to eat fast because you'd have yeah, to talk to all these people for a long time <laughs> yeah one of the things my last spot I was always wondering if I, we should uh, I should invite mom because I can't imagine if I came home and said, oh, I had a dinner with all these people and she said you didn't invite me, then that might be a problem. (laughs) Well, I think that's a very exciting table. So it would be Richard J. J. Daly, Ronald Reagan, Warren Buffett, Pete Gundelach, and Larry King. I really think that would have to be a very long, a long dinner. You'd have to get lots of courses. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That could be like a, you could have a week with these guys and probably be interested. So yeah, very true. Yep. Okay, so my last question is the best advice you've ever gotten, or something that somebody said that has stuck with you. Okay. So um, a best advice that I've heard was. And I, and I think I've told you this before, Christine, so um, you can go get a glass of water. But um, <laughs> Conrad Hilton on The Tonight Show once said that the, the, um, Johnny Carson asked him what advice he had. And he says, please put the shower curtain inside the tub. Oh, and it yeah. always kind of struck with me because, because Conrad Hilton, he's, you know, the Hilton Hotel, that's how he kind of worried about it. And he was focused on that and he was successful because he was really focused on like one thing. He didn't have like great wisdom or at least he didn't, you know, share it in that one time that he had to, to, to do it. He didn't share that, um, you know, some pearls of wisdom that his dad gave him or something. He just said, hey, you know, stay focused. Keep the, keep the shower curtain <laughs> in the tub. It causes me a lot less problems. So, uh, so I thought that was interesting advice, not because so much of the tub, the curtain thing, but it, I always think about it. But um, uh, just because, like, it just shows the people who are successful are kind of focused in the certain things, and uh, mm-hmm. that so that's to me was good advice. I think that's, that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. So, but the one that I would say that I 
somebody just told me, and this was my old boss, um, uh, Johnny, I guess when I was working, when I first started working in the laundry business, he says, he goes, when you're trying to get through work and organize, he goes, touch, touch a piece of paper once and then don't touch it anymore because if you start putting piles and you keep touching it, you're not getting anything done. So he goes, touch, take a piece of paper, touch it, either do what it's, you're supposed to do with it, throw it away, file it, whatever, and don't touch it anymore. I think that's great advice. I'm not really good at it, but whenever I'm trying to like get organized again, I try to go back to that a little bit and see if I can get 80% of it or 50% or whatever. But mm-hmm. that to me was, was advice that I, I always thought was pretty good. I didn't know that one. I like that. I think that's a very good point. And I think that it makes me look at the piles on my floor right now. Yeah. Interesting. These piles. So, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm bad at it. I got piles. So, uh, as you know, so uh, <laughs> I told, I told Mary, I told Mary today, I said, if it rains all day, I'm going to go through all these papers. I think I told him that yesterday and it did rain all day. And she said, did you finish it? And I said, no. Okay. Well, is there anything else you want to add? Um, nope. Can't think of a word. <laughs> well, thank you Are very we at much. Minutes? Oh, at least. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so thank I'm you. I'm going to make it to the cutting room floor then. Okay. No, no, of course not. <laughs> thank you very much, Daddy. I love you. I love you too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye bye. Bye.